sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. A big second hour here. The morning after live on this Wednesday on SportsGrid and Sirius XM Channel 159. The home for SportsGrid Radio on Sirius XM. All across the SportsGrid network as well. I am Ben Stevens. Plenty to get to in hour number two. A recap of the draft lottery last night in the NBA and how the odds stack up as we move forward to next month's draft all around the association. The prospects you need to know from a scouting perspective with Antonio Williams. And of course, it's a major championship week on the PGA Tour. The PGA Championship. Southern Hills in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Cam Rogers joins the show for tons of picks and value for the second major of the year in golf. And to end out our second hour, a preview of game number one out in the Western Conference Finals tonight between the Warriors and the Dallas Mavericks. Jake Hutchinson joins us from the Bay to break it all down. But to start hour number two, it's Wednesday Puck Talk with Ben. The Stanley Cup playoffs returning to our lives last night as well. And the favorites to win the Stanley Cup currently and entering yesterday as well. A big favorite in their first game of the Western Conference semifinals against the St. Louis Blues. That would be the Colorado Avalanche. Nearly a $2.25 home favorite last night in Denver. The Avalanche get pushed but they win an overtime thriller to take game number one against St. Louis, 3-2, to two, the final in that extra session. Colorado, again, closing as an even heavier favorite than we saw them earlier in the day, minus 220. A total booked at seven stays under, even though we went to overtime. Both totals yesterday booked at seven, and both totals in game number one of our conference semifinals stay under. That include Tampa Bay and Florida that we'll get to in just a couple of moments. And Colorado wasn't just a heavy favorite in the opening game of the conference semifinal series against St. Louis. A very heavy favorite in that series outright price as well. Minus 400 yesterday on this Wednesday morning. Now the Avs minus 610 with a 1-0 series lead over St. Louis and they're even a heavier favorite for game number two tomorrow night on home ice once again in Colorado minus 235 the price on the money line on the abs for game two so as we look at where the line keeps working in the Western Conference odds it continues to grow in favor of the avalanche they flipped to minus money for the first time early last week and the price has continued to get better and better on Colorado now the abs the best price we have seen all postseason long a heavy minus 130 odds on favorite in minus money to win the Western Conference but we also know that the Calgary Flames have a shot at least it seems with the second best price at plus 250 it's the Battle of Alberta tonight between Calgary and Edmonton all of the historic nature of the first game of the other Western Conference semis Tonight in Calgary, the Flames booked as a minus 160 home ice favorite for game number one against the Oilers, who are plus 132 on that money line. Six and a half is the total for this game tonight. The under has the juice. And again, both games booked with a total of seven last night to open up the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs, both staying under. Calgary, nearly a $2 favorite 
in the series price outright as well, minus 194. The price on the Flames in the series outright price. They are plus 250 to win the West, but the Avalanche, a minus money, odds on favorite at minus 130 in a 1-0 series lead against St. Louis. A welcome to our Sports Grid Radio audience here, the second hour of the morning after, live on a Wednesday all across the grid in Sirius XM Channel 159. All of our terrestrial radio affiliates now in the fold as well. I am Ben Stevens. It's Puck Talk with Ben on this Wednesday morning. The first games of the conference semifinal series in the Stanley Cup playoffs underway last night. Colorado winning in overtime, 3-2 over the St. Louis Blues. The Tampa Bay Lightning in the Florida Panthers in a rematch from last year's postseason in an in-state showdown. Very familiar foes. Tampa dispatching of Florida in last year's postseason on the way to the Lightning's second straight. Stanley Cup. Well, what happened last night in Sunrise on Florida's own home ice? Tampa Bay storms back. They score the final four goals of the game, all unanswered to win 4-1. to one. Now, the Lightning were down 1-0 after the first period. The Panthers getting on the board first. I checked what the live odds were early on in the second period. Tampa was booked as a live plus 320 dog. Hopefully, you hit the Lightning then, or at least Tampa on the money line prior to the game at plus 132 and as we see on a daily basis as these things update tampa now a minus 160 series favorite florida was a pretty heavy series favorite entering game number one last night the panthers were also the favorites to win the eastern conference entering game number one last night that is no longer the case this morning on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Carolina, the Hurricanes, now a favorite to win the East at 2-1. to one. The Tampa Bay Lightning jump to the second best price at plus 220. And now the Florida Panthers, the third best option in the Eastern Conference at plus 250. Again, that could give you some value as you get ready for game number one tonight with the favorites now in the East in Carolina. Hosting the New York Rangers, the Hurricanes, a big favorite tonight at home, minus 164. More than a $2 favorite in the series outright price against the Rangers, who won Game 7 over the weekend, dispatching the Pittsburgh Penguins to get here. This is the lowest total we have seen of the first four here in the conference semifinals in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Just six, the number tonight between Carolina and New York. We go to the NBA draft lottery from a scouting perspective up next on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Back right here on the morning after on SportsGrid on a big Wednesday program here on TMA, Sirius XM Channel 159, all across the Sports Grid Network as well. I am Ben Stevens. It's not just conference finals action in the NBA that has caught our attention. The NBA draft lottery last night in Chicago and helping us break it all down, what the draft process looks like and some of the best prospects in the game to know is Antonio Williams. You want the expertise? Well, of course, we call on a former NBA scout with the Phoenix Suns organization. Antonio joins us here on a Wednesday on TMA. Antonio, thank you so much for taking the time to give us a little insight on this Wednesday. 
Ben, I appreciate it. You know, this is a basketball nerd's dream. Of course, I love having the time that we get together and talk about this as well. So certainly looking forward to us diving in for sure. The ping pong balls bouncing around last night in Chicago and they go in favor of the Orlando Magic. The Magic will be drafting number one overall. Here's what the top 10 looks like, though, following what Orlando might do at number one. It's OKC at number two, the Houston Rockets drafting three, the Sacramento Kings at number four, the Detroit Pistons at five, Pacers six, Blazers seven, the Pelicans get that pick at eighth from the Los Angeles Lakers, the San Antonio Spurs nine, and the Washington Wizards round out the top 10. Antonio, what do you make of this draft order in Orlando picking number one overall? Well, if you're Orlando and you're Sacramento, it was a great, great night for you. Uh, it, it's to be able to make that jump and get that number one overall pick and then Sacramento for you to be able to go forth. Uh, I think that's a big night for them. And then also too, from my days working at Nike and also too, just from knowing people in the NBA, I know a lot of Portland Trailblazers fans that are very, very upset tonight picking seventh overall. So um, from my time when I was in Phoenix, I understand that because, you know, we were going young and there were a couple of times when we had the best odds to get the number one pick in the draft and we ended up picking fourth in back-to-back drafts. So these drafts are important and and it's it's not only about winning the lottery, it's also when you win the lottery. If there is a transcendent franchise player at the top or the first couple of picks, then you're in luck. But if it's one of those drafts where it's really, really hard to project three or four franchise caliber players, you may not want that number one pick in the draft and you may have a hard time moving off of it as well. And Antonio, that's what it seems that we have right now. Some very good options at the top, but no consensus number one overall pick at the moment. The three most likely players from the college level would be Jabari Smith, out of Auburn, Chet Holmgren out of Gonzaga, and Paolo Bancaro out of Duke. Right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook, Jabari Smith is the odds-on minus money favorite to go number one overall at minus 130. But Antonio, what do you think Orlando will do at number one? Well, if you look at uh, Orlando's uh, MO, at number one, it will probably be either uh, Jabari Smith or or Chet Holmgren because they like long guys. They like guys that can Mm -hmm. play multiple positions. But what Chet Holmgren and Jabari Smith give them are not only guys that can play multiple positions, not only long and athletic guys. Orlando needs some guys that can be with size that can shoot the basketball. And both of these guys can stretch the floor, shoot the basketball. And another way that they can stretch the floor as well, this is an underrated way of stretching the floor, is running the floor. Also, when the opposing defense has to account for the fact that you will rim run and you can get out in transition, that stretches the defense as well. So for me, I would think the pick would probably be Jabari Smith because he's great defender, can play multiple positions, can shoot the basketball, 6'10", 6'11", really long guy, which fits Orlando's MO. So I would think it'd be Jabari Smith. So you think that's what the Magic will do at number one. Put yourself in their shoes back in your scouting and front office days. Antonio, if it was you making the decision, do you also think you would take Jabari Smith at number one? If it were me, I would also explore trade options as well if you're the Orlando Magic. Mm. And the only reason why I say that is because not because I don't like any of those guys in the top three. It's because they're at a point where they have been rebuilding for a while. And what you want to do, Ben, is you want to you want your young guys to get playoff experience. And I talk about this a lot. 
but a couple of years ago when the Raptors were able to make that run and and uh, with Kawhi Leonard leading them to the championship, they were also leaning on Pascal Siakam. They were also leaning on Fred Van Vliet. Uh, throughout that run, before they got to the finals, OG Ananobi was also having a pretty good playoff. The reason yeah. why is because they had all of those battles with the Cleveland Cavaliers <laughs> when um, DeMar DeRozan was leading the team, all of those battles with LeBron James. So if you're a young player, you're OG Ananobi, for example, and they leave you on an island and you're guarding LeBron James in the playoffs, you've seen it all, man. So at that point, yeah. you're ready for anything. So I would think that you want to get your young players some experience and, and you want to get them in the playoffs. You want to get them battle tested so you can make that leap and really be able to contend. So if it were me, I might look at training. There's a clear distinction, though, Antonio, in those odds, as we just showed. Jabari Smith, minus 130. Chet Holmgren, not far behind, at plus 155. Paolo Bancaro, the third best price now, at 6-1. to one. And then a pretty far drop-off to the player with the fourth best odds, Jaden Ivey, out of Purdue, 55-1. to one. Then to Shaden Sharp, out of Kentucky, kind of, although he didn't play for the Wildcats last year, at 60 Five to one. So for the teams four through eight, maybe four through ten in that draft order, Antonio, how do you evaluate the other guys outside of the top three that we see there? So those other guys, number one, we talked about them in uh, in the pre-production here, Ben, when we talked about Jaden Ivey. That's a guy that I'm very, very excited to see because he fits the mode of the current NBA where it's sort of positionless in the backcourt where you can either play off the ball, play on the ball. He has a, Im improved exponentially as a shooter. I think that's going to bowl well for him if he, if he plays for a, with the dominant lead guard or if he becomes that lead guard and grows into that himself. But a guy that is explosive athletically, improved as a shooter, of course he knows the game because, A, he's the point guard. He is the son of a point guard. Shout out Neil Ivey, head coach yep. at Notre Dame women's basketball. So he is the son of a point guard as well. So he thinks the game. He's getting better. He loves the game. He competes, can play as a lead guard, can play off the ball. The other guy that I'm very, very excited about is Keegan Murray. You want a plug-and-play guy? Very excited about Keegan Murray because he can give you play at the four. You can bring him out on the perimeter. He can make plays. He can make, make plays for others in transition. That was the thing that he did at Iowa as well that was really impressive to me. Not just the scoring, but the fact that he looked to get other people involved also. So I Antonio, love Keegan Murray. Go ahead, Ben. Go ahead, I'm sorry. sorry. No, I, I, no, I interrupted you there. I, I interrupted you. Keep going. No, I was saying I love Keegan Murray uh, because of that ability to, to play on both, both ends. He can also defend. He can give you some small ball five also. So very excited to see Keegan Murray do his thing. The reason I jumped in right there is because you got me so excited and flustered talking about two <laughs> Big Ten guys because you know me, Antonio. In certain portions yes. of the country, I'm known as Big Ten Ben. So Jaden Ivey out of Purdue and what he can bring at the next level. And Keegan Murray, number five to Detroit. Sounds pretty good alongside former Iowa teammate maybe and Luca Garza. Detroit might just be Iowa's NBA team. So I love the thought process there. But Antonio from his scouting days is not just looking to the future, but also in the present. Quickly here, Antonio, only a couple of seconds left in this segment. Game number one, Western Conference Finals tonight. We know Luka Doncic is going to have to do a ton based on his props against the Warriors. How much, in fact, does he need to do for Dallas to be competitive tonight? I think I think Luka's going to have to hit those numbers that we're seeing on that screen for them to be competitive yeah. tonight. But the other thing that I want to say about the Mavs, 
they are third in the playoffs in terms of points allowed. They're only allowing 102 points a game. So not only are they getting contributions from the likes of Spencer Dinwiddie, from Dorian Finney-Smith, shout out Dodo, that's one of my guys. Uh, Also, of course, Jalen Brunson, but they are connected defensively. They pick their defense up, they're stopping people, they're going to have to stop people if they want to have an opportunity to win this series. And we saw that in game six and seven against the Phoenix Suns for sure. Antonio Williams, a former scout in the NBA for the Phoenix Suns, breaking it down, future, present, always for us here on the morning after. Antonio, thanks so much for your time. Appreciate it, Ben. Thanks so much. I got excited about the draft, man. Thank you. (laughs) Me as well. More TMA up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Golf's second major this week in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Southern Hills Country Club, the site of the 2022 PGA Championship. Welcome back to the morning after, live right here on SportsGrid and Sirius XM Channel 159. I am Ben Stevens, and if it's golf's second major, we go to our golf expert. That would be Cam Rogers, the host of the Lock It In podcast for Believe, who joins us each and every week for some PGA Tour plays. But now it's not just PGA Tour plays and picks, it's a PGA Championship plays and picks. Cam, thank you so much for being here on a Wednesday, the day prior to the PGA Championship getting underway. Happy PGA Championship Eve to you, Ben Stevens. A lot of buzz in the golf world, even the last couple of days, talking about Scotty Scheffler, Tiger Woods, and somebody who's not here, Phil Mickelson. The defending champ in Phil the Thrill will not be at Southern Hills this week for a variety of reasons. You can research that on another time. But as we discuss value here, can we look at the outright board for the PGA Championship this week in Tulsa? And last week you were on the show and we took an early look ahead of what might happen a week out from going to Tulsa for the PGA Championship. And Scotty Scheffler was the favorite by himself, but now he is a co-favorite alongside John Rahm, both at 12 to 1. What do you think has led to this move in the odds? Rahm now at the top of the board alongside Scheffler. Yeah, everybody's talking about John Rahm's tee to green game right now. And also that Scotty Scheffler could be taking a step back a little bit. Yeah, we saw a shift in the odds there, but make no mistake, Scotty Scheffler is inside my top 10 in the power rankings. He should play well this week. I don't think he is going to win. But when you look at a major championship outright board, you typically see those numbers where you can really go wherever you want. Patrick Cantley at 21. Uh, to one you could go to Jordan Spieth at 17 to one that could make some sense as well and you have some value down the board too I think Hideki Matsuyama at 24 to one makes some sense listen here's the lesson in the outright market the last few years at the PGA Championship Mm. Phil was 540 to one forget about that one (laughs) Colin 36 to one Brooks 12 to one Brooks 23 to one Justin Thomas 50 to one interesting that he was actually that long back in 2017 so all that is to say I think this is going to be a relatively chalky tournament this week. I don't think we'll get a Sean McKeel McKeel or a Rich Beam or anything along those lines. My pick to win is Rory McIlroy. He's a chalky play this week, but I think it all sets up well for him. 
So you give us the chalky pick of Rory McIlroy at 16 to 1. What about Rory's game at this site at Southern Hills do you think translates to a major championship? Yeah, he's third in this field in strokes gained total over the last 24 rounds. He's sixth in strokes gained off the tee, coming off a top five finish just outside my doorstep at the Wells Fargo Championship, TPC Potomac. Very difficult golf course. I expect the same here this week at Southern Hills Country Club. Runner-up at the Masters as well. Two-time PGA champion at Valhalla and Kiowa. Listen, I think it's time for Rory to get another major championship trophy on that mantle. Here's what really sticks out to me, though, Ben, and here's how I'm handicapping this week. I think we're going to get a lot of volatility as far as the wind is concerned. A lot of guys are going to miss a lot of greens, and these greens have crazy runoffs to them. You have to be able to bring your wedge game. Rory, one of the best in this field around the greens. I think it could be a scramble fest. Watch out for Rory McIlroy, 16 to 1, 14 to 1, depending on where you look, of course. Shop that number if you can, but he's my play. The PGA Championship starts bright and early tomorrow morning on a Thursday at Southern Hills Country Club in Tulsa. Rory McIlroy, Cam's pick to win it outright at 16 to 1, 16 to 1, excuse me, part of a featured group that includes Rory himself, Jordan Spieth, and none other than Tiger Woods. You want superstars to lead off a major championship? Well, you have that. Teeing off at 9, 11 a.m. Eastern time tomorrow in Tulsa for Tiger, Jordan, and Rory. That, Cam, is some star power. How excited are you to see those three play together both tomorrow on Thursday and Friday as well? well I'll tell you what. Brad Faxon said it best. Tomorrow could be the most highly watched Thursday of any golf televised event ever. I mean, we're talking about 22 major championships in total right there, as you saw on your screen. Three guys who probably make up, I think, the top three in terms of the player impact program rankings. Everybody loves mm. Rory. Everybody loves Spieth. And Tiger Woods is Tiger Woods. Spieth and Rory should play well this week. And Tiger Woods, of course, is going to bring a lot of buzz, as he always does. And he could play decently, too. We can talk about that later in this segment as well. But I'm really excited for that trio there. Expect a lot of fireworks. Expect a lot of fun banter as well among these three. They're all very tight, all very good friends. Should be a lot of fun to watch. So you mentioned Tiger Woods, Eldrick's odds at the 2022 PGA Championship. Confident as ever, asked yesterday in a press conference, do you think you can actually win? He says, yeah, just got to go out there and do my work. To make the cut, Tiger is minus 118, slightly favored to see the weekend in Tulsa. To make the, or finish inside the top 10, that's plus 450. To win the tournament outright, rather long odds, at 70 to 1. So Cam, where would you bet Tiger if you were going to place a wager on the 15-time major champion this week? So I won't break my arm patting myself on the back here, Ben, but I will say back at the Masters, I was like, do not put your finances in terms of a top 10 or an outright for Tiger Woods, maybe to make the cut and then move on to another play. Here's my logic with Tiger Woods here this week. I don't think he's going to make the cut. I am... Not exactly bullish on him here at Southern Hills. They call it Hills for a reason. This is going to be really tough for him to walk. It's a long golf course, very long for a par 70, over 7,500 yards. And then the Masters is a field of 90 players with 20 of them past champions over the age of like 55 who are not going to make the cut. We're talking about a PGA championship, a full field event, 156 yeah. players in all, a deep field. You saw the outright board. So all that put together, I'm a little concerned about Tiger Woods' chances here this week to make the cut 
at the PGA Championship, and I will probably say that to you again next year. His best chance to win a major, to contend at a major, will be the Masters or the Open Championship the rest of his career. By the way, I hope I'm wrong. I'm rooting for the guy, but that's my prognostication. Listen, he's minus 118 to make the cut, is Tiger Woods. He's also minus 108 to miss the cut this week at the PGA Championship. Not a very big distinction in those two numbers. Cam Rogers, our PGA Tour and golf expert, joining us here to break down and handicap the second major of the year in golf, the 2022 PGA Championship. So Cam, each and every week, when we look at whatever event is on the PGA Tour, we take some of the biggest names in the field and we try to find the sharper edges, not to win the tournament outright based on all that variance, but maybe just be good at golf like they are and finish inside the top 10. So when you look at the top 10 and the finishing position market, for this week at the PGA, do you look at the biggest names in the field or do you try to find some value on the board? I'm going for the biggest names here for the top 10, Ben. I'll go down the board for top 20s this week. So in terms of my plays, I'm all in on Hideki Matsuyama to make the top 10. I think this guy can win this week. He's coming in with amazing ball striking form. He gained 9.4 strokes on approach at the Byron Nelson a week ago. There were some concerns about injuries and what have you. He was pulling out of tournaments. He's okay, I think. And the putter is pretty good too. He could be in for a fantastic week here at the PGA Championship. I love Jordan Spieth as well. He will continue that momentum after a runner-up finish at the Byron Nelson. Won his second previous tournament, the RBC Heritage. Justin Thomas, I'm in on him. He could certainly win this week, plus 135 for a top 10 elite ball striker. These fairways, by the way, this golf course went through a renovation a couple of years ago, are much wider. Yeah. That should suit Justin Thomas better here this week as compared to if he were to play in 2007 at the PGA Championship. So as you can see, I'm going pretty chalky. Xander Shoffley is my other pick at plus 200 to get it done. Love his game right now. Fired a 61 last Sunday at the Byron Nelson. That should carry over this week. Fantastic driver of the golf ball. Really pipes it out there. You wouldn't think so. He's a small guy, but he's got a lot of power this week, and uh, I think it's going to suit him well. Cam, you say it's chalky, but it's really just the best players in the world in the biggest events on the biggest stage, so it makes sense to me. And there's still some good plus-money prices to finish inside the top 10. Not just finishing positions with some of the biggest names in this field this week, but there's so many different avenues to bet on the PGA Championship on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Group betting, taking some of the biggest stars in the tournament and finding out who's going to have the best week. Like in Group A, it's the two favorites. John, John Rahm, Scotty Scheffler, plus 220. Justin Thomas in Group B at plus 185. You continue looking down this board. A couple of the players that Cam has highlighted. Xander Shoffley, Hideki Matsuyama. So many different options. Also, Cam, the prop market. We only have about a minute left here in this segment. But what are some of your favorite props this week at the 2022 PGA Championship? One minute, that's it. All right, I'll be quick. Here's the deal. Run I'm all in it. on Hideki Matsuyama. <laughs> Group D, plus 220 for Hideki. Go in on that. Group E, Corey Connors, my guy. It's a million fairways. Really good iron player, plus 250 in Group E. I'm not scared of Burns, Kepka, or Tony Finau here this week. And then you look to Group H, Bradley, Hatton, Answer, O'Reilly. I'm going with mm. Bradley, obviously a PGA champion. Kind of a long time ago, but he's coming in with really good form, plus 230 in his own right, so I like that play. How about a nationality prop or two? Top Irish player. I would lay the juice on this one, folks. Rory McIlroy, plus one, or minus 125. 
He's my pick to win. I'm not scared about the competition in that bracket. And then top Englishman, Tommy Fleetwood, plus 500 Ooh. to get it done. I'm fading Matt Fitzpatrick here this week. Go ahead and bet Tommy. Fantastic short game player. You see the rest of the picks there. Go ahead and bet those. I mean, look at that entire board. We'll take a screenshot of it, and you can see all of those big prices, some of the best ways to attack the PGA Championship this week at Southern Hills in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Cam Rogers, the host of the Lock It In podcast for Believe, breaking it down for us as always. Cam, we appreciate your time and all of the plays you gave us for the PGA. More of the morning after up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. A preview. Game number one out in San Francisco for the Western Conference Finals tonight between the Golden State Warriors and the Dallas Mavericks. Coming your way live right here on SportsGrid and a Wednesday on the morning after. Sirius XM channel 159, the home for SportsGrid Radio on Sirius XM and all across the Spiz Grizz network as well. I am Ben Stevens. The line has remained the same pretty much for the last 48 hours since it opened up between the Golden State Warriors and the Dallas Mavericks. The Dubs still a five-point home favorite tonight against Dallas with an over-under at 214 in a hook. First, we take the trends perspective for game number one tonight. Golden State has been booked as a favorite in every game this postseason, all 11 of them for the Warriors, but they've only covered in two of their last eight games. Memphis covered in four of the six games against Golden State, including two of the three without John Morant. But when you look at the other side, tons more profitability on the Dallas Mavericks. An underdog nine times throughout this postseason. Dallas is six and three against the spread. Five of those six covers outright wins for Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks. And then we go to the total, 214 in a hook. It is the lowest we have seen from an over-under perspective for Golden State all postseason long. When you look at the numbers for the Warriors as it relates to totals, they went over in three of the six against Memphis, seven of their 11 so far throughout this NBA playoffs. Dallas had the highest under percentage in the NBA by a pretty good margin throughout the regular season, and that has continued here into the playoffs as well. Dallas under in five of the seven against Phoenix and under in eight of the 13 they have seen here throughout this playoff. So Dallas, an under team. We saw that correlated a lot and pretty often with the Mavericks in terms of having success, winning basketball games outright, and keeping the totals under. We saw four straight unders for Dallas and Phoenix from games three through six. It was only snapped in game seven with a low total at 203 and a hook because Dallas scored 123 points while limiting the Phoenix Suns to just 90. Dallas has been incredible defensively throughout this postseason. Throughout the first hour of our show, we showed you a lot of props on the Dallas Mavericks. Luka Doncic and the astronomical numbers tonight. 33.5 for his points prop. 9.5 for the rebound prop. 7.5 for his assist prop. 3.5 
for his three points props, but we haven't really taken a look at the Golden State Warriors. Those are the props on Luka Doncic that we were just referencing, but now we look at the other side, taking a look at the Golden State Warriors and the trio known as the Splash Trio throughout this postseason, leaving a little bit to be desired at times throughout last series against the Memphis Grizzlies. Of course, the favorite to win the Western Conference Finals MVP is Stephen Curry at minus 105. He has the highest points prop for Golden State tonight at 27 and a hook. His three-point prop, three and a half, the under having the juice. Clay Thompson, 21 and a half for his points prop, his three-point prop, three and a half. And Jordan Poole has a very intriguing number at 16 and a hook for his points prop with a three-point prop at one and a half and the over heavily juiced so much so that we would never lay minus 178, $1.78 on a three-point prop let's start with Jordan Poole again a number that stands out to me at 16 and a half he went under this points prop in the final three games against the Memphis Grizzlies just 15 points combined in games five and in game six but he went over this number of 16 and a half in the first three games of the series against Memphis over in the first three games in the series against Denver as well So he likes to start hot in his postseason series so far. And when you look at when he has gone over the first three games of each of the two series the Warriors have played so far, all six of those overs, Jordan Poole has scored at least 20 points. In fact, he is averaging 27.3 points per game in those six overs in which he has gone over the number for his points prop tonight at 16 and a half. So if you want some plus money on Jordan Poole, plus 180 right now, to score at least 20 points tonight. Helping us break down the rest of game number one of the Western Conference Finals is a man that we know as El Jefe, Greg Sussman, down live in our producer's pit, fresh off vacation in Florida and back here on a Wednesday on the morning after. Greg, I know you've been paying attention to the NBA postseason all playoffs long. What's your approach for game number one tonight between the Dubs and the Mavs? You know, it wasn't all vacation, Ben. Uh, I was doing some work as well, as you can tell from right, my dad. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm excited about this Western Conference Finals. I, I think the uh, the Mavericks with Jason Kidd have obviously shown up throughout the NBA playoffs. What they did, of course, in Game Seven against Phoenix, has you worried with the with if you're if you're a Warriors backer, you have to worry a little bit here uh, with this number. And I think you've broken it down really nicely here over the first two hours of the show. Both teams very very good defensively, and I do like the the splash trio now especially because you, you've added someone with the last name pool so you kind of like splash in the pool it really adds it okay. adds nicely um but for but for me i thought you broke it down nicely with, with jordan pool and that the warriors are going to be successful tonight if they're going to wind up winning this you're going to need jordan pool to score score the basketball and that's where that's where you're getting the the, the right amount of money to place a bet I, I think that um for me what the most surprising thing has been the Mavericks march. I didn't see it coming. I get Luca's otherworldly. I get that he's this year's Giannis in the playoffs because um, Giannis is out. But uh, to me, this one, this whole series is going to go deep. I think to me, this entire uh, this game will be good. Golden State, yeah. Dallas tonight. I like, I like, I'm excited for it. I mean, Dallas catching five points right now is an intriguing number just because the Mavericks have been booked as an underdog so often throughout this postseason and been covering those numbers and winning outright in a good majority. Five of the six covers for Dallas as an underdog ATS have come by the way of outright victory. And honestly, Golden State 
although they are here, and I am not going to knock the Warriors, with all the postseason experience they have to reach this point, from a betting perspective, they haven't been all that impressive. Again, they've only covered twice in their last eight games, all 11 games throughout the playoffs for the Dubs. They have been booked as a favorite, a five-point home favorite tonight. And you mentioned the splash trio, Greg. We were just discussing Jordan Poole's points prop and why I kind of lean the over of the 16 and a half tonight. Don't love Clay Thompson's. He had 30 points in game number six against Memphis, but that was his only over of that series. And 21 and a half has been his points prop for much of this postseason. Now, Steph Curry at 27 and a half, Greg, we expect a lot out of the chef each and every night. He's gone over that number of 27 and a hook in three of the last four against Memphis. He scored 29 points in game number six. He is averaging pretty much 27 points per game throughout this postseason. So the number at 27 and a half seems pretty spot on for Steph tonight. Yeah, it seems accurate based on what he's done throughout the postseason. I think the clay number is the one that I have the, the most worried probably um, hmm. he, because he can be hot and cold as we've seen really throughout the playoffs. The Warriors are going to win it. They're going to cover these five points. You're going to need Jordan Poole to go over. You're going to need Stephen Curry to go over. I think, and we saw it with the smart projection board a, a little while ago as, as you were going here, Ben. Uh, Dallas, who have been booked as underdogs throughout the playoffs, our projections like them to not only cover the five points, win outright, it looked like, uh, by five. And, and I thought that was just a really, really interesting uh, nugget because uh, the sport projections have been hot throughout the postseason. And I think they believe that Luka Doncic uh, and this Mavericks team is going to continue the wave. For me, coming off a, what, 40-point win in Game 7, you, you wonder if there's just that come-down effect here a little bit in Game 1. Obviously, the Warriors able to get past Memphis in, in Game 6. And I, I just think that... Golden State tonight, uh, a little bit more even keeled, a little bit more, uh, obviously a bit of a veteran presence. I'm really interested in seeing how Dallas, especially in that first half, looking at that total, I'm really interested to see how they come out yeah. after the big game seven. And if there's a bit of a letdown here, uh, like I said, smart projection has been hot throughout the postseason. They like Dallas. I do wonder about that letdown, especially in the first half. I think that's a great point, Greg. And I'm just checking the numbers here to see what the latest spread is for that opening half. Golden State, a two and a half point favorite in the first half from a total perspective at 107 and a hook because Joe Ranieri brought that up in our opening hour of TMA on this Wednesday. And we saw it last night between Boston and Miami. The Celtics, everybody questioned, how would the legs feel after that game seven against Milwaukee? A physical series against the Bucks. They had an eight point lead to the Celtics at the break before Miami stormed back outscoring Boston by 25 points in the third quarter. Joe said the same thing. If you're going to bet Dallas tonight, knowing how well they have performed as an underdog, maybe it's the first half underdog line and the Mavs coming out hot, getting two and a half, maybe before the Warriors pull away in the second half. I could see that game script playing out here following a game seven just a couple of nights ago in Phoenix. The only thing I would say, though, they weren't really tested in that game. They won by 33 and Luka Doncic only played three quarters pretty much emptying the bench for Jason Kidd and the Mavs. Yours also some really good plus money on the Splash Trio, not just tonight looking at their points prop, but all series long. And again, Stephen Curry is the favorite at minus 105 to win the Western Conference MVP. For him to average 25 or more points per game in the Warriors to win the series is even money on the FanDuel Sportsbook. You would think they could go hand in hand. You can make the same argument for Klay Thompson. If he's going to average 
that many points, 20 per game throughout this series, and the Warriors win, that's plus 140. And Jordan Poole, who not necessarily averaging 20-plus points per game, Greg, but we know he can score 20-plus, as he has in at least all six of the overs. He has gone over his points prop tonight of 16.5, plus 170. So a ton of plus money available at all times on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Yeah, I think if you think the Warriors are going to win this series, I think you you look no further than Steph Curry to win the MVP yep. award. And this is how this is how you do it. He's gonna if he's gonna win the MVP, he's gonna score over twenty five points. I don't think you can bet on Jordan Poole to win the Western Conference MVP Western Conference Finals MVP award. Clay, sure, right. I, but I think if you believe the Warriors are going to win, you take that Steph number uh, because that's how they're going to get there. And just going back to a point you, you brought up earlier, and, and you and Joe were, were speaking about. You just look at the game script from last night and you just kind of apply it to tonight. It, it's all out there for the taking, right? Like Jason Tatum was, was otherworldly in that first half and you kind of equate it to, to Luka Doncic, right? The star of the Western Conference Finals team uh, versus the star of the, the Eastern Conference Finals team. And he, and he went off. I mean, it was just, he was the best player in the world. He was the most complete player in the world. Boston's going to dominate. Yeah. And all of a sudden in that third quarter, as you said, uh, Miami just strangled them. And, and that was the end of that game. And I really think right. you can see something similar tonight with Dallas coming out hot. Steve Kerr back. Remember, he had COVID for the fi- uh, final couple games of, of the Western Conference semifinals. And I think the Warriors pull away in that second half. I think it's a very viable uh, potential bet here tonight where you can get in on Dallas um, as underdogs in the first half and then come back here over the top with the Warriors to win the game. And as much as I love the Mavs, Golden State has the experience at this point now in the Western Conference Finals. And it was a good number we showed you on Steph to average 25 or more per game throughout this series and the Warriors to win because they're minus 230 in the series outright price live and updated now on the FanDuel Sportsbook this morning. Both six in seven games, Greg, the same and most likely outcome in the total games market at plus 200. Quickly here, how many games will we see between Dallas and Golden State? I think we see six games with Dallas and Golden State. I think Golden State will uh, go back to the NBA Finals. I don't think the Mavericks have enough. For me, Golden State in six. Golden State against who in the Finals, Greg, in case it's the last time we speak, El Jefe? I mean, I'll probably speak to you in about seven minutes. But uh, for me, (laughs) that's fine. Uh, I think Golden State will... I think they'll take on Boston. I think Boston comes back in this series, and I I think they get there. I think it's the Warriors versus the Celtics. All right. I love it. Yes, I will talk to you in just a couple of moments down in the producer's pit, but (laughs) last time maybe on air for a while. We end out the morning after here on this Wednesday with a best bet for game number one of the Western Conference Finals up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rounding out our show today on this Wednesday right here live on Sports Grid and the morning after. Sirius XM Channel 159, the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. All across the Sports Grid Network as well, I am Ben Stevens. Game number one, the opening night of the Western Conference Finals between the Golden State Warriors and the Dallas Mavericks in San Francisco. A 9 p.m. Eastern tip with the Dubs a five-point home favorite and the over-understanding right now at 214 and a half on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Honestly, there's a lot I love tonight 
in the prop board. I have a slight favorite bet, and I'll give that out to you here, but I do want to mention Luka Doncic over nine and a half rebounds. He has gone over in five of the seven against Phoenix, two of the three against Utah. He is averaging better than 10 rebounds per game. Also keep an eye on the rebound prop for Andrew Wiggins, six and a half plus money to the over. He went over that number in four of six against Memphis. He has been in double digits a few times in that series as well, averaging better than seven rebounds per game throughout this postseason. But here's the best bet. It's a points prop. So before we say farewell, before we say goodbye, it's time for another NBA playoff best bet. It's time for bye, bye, bye. All right, so a lot on the board that we lean to tonight, but the favorite one is Jordan Poole, over 16 and a half points. We just detailed why. Jordan Poole, a very quick starter in the series throughout the playoffs through this postseason for Golden State. In the first three games against Denver, Jordan Poole over this number. In the first three games against the Memphis Grizzlies, Jordan Poole over this number of 16 and a half points. In all six of those overs throughout this postseason for Golden State, Jordan Poole has scored at least 20 points. In fact, he is averaging more than 27 points per game. The six times he has gone over this number of 16 and a half. Jordan Poole to score 20 or more tonight, plus 186 as well on the FanDuel Sportsbook. The morning after, each and every weekday, live right here on SportsGrid. It starts at 9 a.m. Eastern time. It's the place you need to be throughout the postseason. I'm Ben Stevens, and we'll talk tomorrow live here on The Grizz.